Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I played rugby union and um, which was a great grounding for me to become a goalkeeper. I always wanted to be a keeper and then uh, I went. I left grammar school and went into AEI in Trafford Park and I got a a trial for Manchester City and they signed me on that night and it was just an amazing, amazing journey from then on. How do you think that differs for what it's like for professionals today? Oh, it's completely different. You look at the academy here and uh, you look at the facilities that the kids have got. Um, I don't. I honestly don't think I would have been um, or had a chance, let's put it that way, in the, in the game today because it's so selective. And anybody who's not the right shape or not the right tend to get tend to get pushed to one side because I, you know, I've been I was ten years at Liverpool with the their School of Excellence Stroke Academy and uh, I was at the academy at West Brom. Oh, sorry, I was working for West Brom as a first goal, first team goalkeeping coach and their academy was is the same. And you know, you it, it's so difficult now because it's not just a a local team anymore; it's a worldwide game. Now you were part of a, of a successful city side. Like you won, uh, you won a cup uh, double with yeah. the, yeah, the European Cup Winners' Cup and, yeah. uh, and the League Cup. Uh, what what was it like to be part of that? Mind blowing because it was it was the one of the real true success areas of Manchester City. You know, I was fortunate enough to play in a team with the with the likes of Tommy Booth, Mike Sowerby, Glimpardo, Alan Oakes. Colin Bell, Francis Lee, and legends of the game, and you know to be able to be a part of that setup with Malcolm Allison and Joe Mercer as the manager, and the club coming from the shadows of Manchester United, and in them in them days they were or Manchester City were the predominant team in Manchester, and then they went through another little bit of an iffy patch in the like 73, 74 time. And Tony Book took over, and then we had another great era with Asa Hartford, Dennis Stewart, Joe Royal, people of that calibre. You know, it was just amazing, and uh, it was just an honour to be part of Manchester City uh, 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 for a long, long time. You played, uh, you played a lot of games for City. I, yeah, I believe yeah. uh, second most, um... second most player to, uh, to Alan Oakes, but I think that's going to be beaten by. Joe Hart, if he keeps his uh, his head screwed on and his passion for the game, his love for the game, he, uh, you know, I can't see anybody getting anywhere near him. You'd think the lad's only 23 years of age. You know, he can break every record conceivable at, at Manchester City and for England, to tell you the honest truth. What do you make of Joe Hart? What do I make of him? I think he's a very, very good goalkeeper. I went to watch him when I when I joined West Bromwich Albion. Brian Robson said to me, apparently, he's a goalkeeper at Shrewsbury Town, which ironically was one of one of the teams I went on loan when I was a kid. Um, I went to watch him and I came back and said, "Great prospect." And he said, "What do you think about the money?" So I I said, "Well, 
he's, he's only six, what would he be, 16 stroke, 17 at the time. I said, well, 250 grand stroke. And then with add-ons, as, as they, they do nowadays, and uh, we found out not long after that Man City had put 650 grand down and we just couldn't afford that. But uh, apparently Sir Alex said he was looking at him as a kid. Um, and he's just improved. And now I'm doing some uh, coaching, uh, not coaching, scouting, sorry, for the FA. And I was following him when he went on loan to Birmingham City. And uh, in the season, he was picked to go on the World Cup squad. And he, he, he at Birmingham played fantastic in the games that I saw him play. And it, it was, and I said at the time, it will be a difficult decision for Manchester City when he when he comes back because uh, you know I've known players who've gone on loan and most of them come back um, itching to play again and you know if, if you know it was, for me it was fortunate that uh, for Joe that they had an international game before the actual season started that year Shade come back fit Joe was had just come back from a World Cup and a very successful season with Birmingham and. England picked him to play in the in that game, and I think that I'm not saying it is because you'd have to ask Mr. Mancini that. I think that uh, fact that he played in the game the, the few days before the season started um, made it possible for Mr. Mancini to pick him for the for the game, first game of the season, and he's just, he's never looked back. He's been an ab absolute star this season. Now you've been one of the most successful goalkeepers City have had. Uh, what makes a good goalkeeper? <laughs> Playing behind a good defence, <laughs> it helps. Uh, no, it's just it's just having passion for the game, passion for the position, wanting to play in the position. Um, I feel sorry for the keepers that are playing today because the ball that they use today is 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 unbelievable and um, it's different from the ball we played in. The ball moves so quickly. It, you know, you, you, people say, "Oh, why don't they catch the ball anymore?" And you know, as I said, I was a goalkeeping coach for ten years at Liverpool and five years at West Brom. The ball, ball today that they use is, is frightening, the amount of movement that's in it. Um, you need good hands, good feet. You need to be an outfield player more than when I played because you can't pick, back, pick up back passes like we used to. Um, and confidence. You know, it's, and uh, The more experience you get, the better you become as a goalkeeper. I suppose that with any player, but it's more with a goalkeeper because you, know, you, you learn and you... You get your positions and you find out other players. And, and there's loads and loads of things, but the biggest thing is to what you've got in your chest and it's your heart. If you've not got a big heart, you can't become a great goalkeeper. How do you think goalkeeping's changed since you were playing? I've just mentioned the ball, um, the pitches. You don't ever see a dirty goalkeeper anymore. You know, they come off the same colour as they went on. You know, apart from if it's wet. Uh, we used to play on pitches that you, you couldn't believe, you know, Leeds United, Derby County, um, Main Road, you know, it was just a, a done thing, you just got on with it. But the, the pitches of today are different, the ball's different, the kit's different, the boots, are light, the gloves, you know, we we didn't play with gloves when I first started, and, you know, and we used to buy our own string gloves when it was wet and icy and snow. Um, the game itself, you know, the back pass rule has changed goalkeeping for me for the better because you you have to be more of an outfield player. You've got to be able to be good with your feet. Um, 
and it's just a combination of all those things which makes it, the best, for me, the best position you can play. Just looking back at your career now, do you, do you feel disappointed that you were a good goalkeeper at the same time as you had Ray Clemens no, and you I had Peter Shilton? To, I feel proud to be in the, mentioned in the same breath as him. And, uh, I, you know, we were very fortunate in them days. I, I, you know, I got nine caps for England. I got, I think I hold, still hold the record for the number of B caps, which I think I wish they'd bring back because that is a great, great lev- uh, level to play at. You know, they've got the under-21s, but I thought, I thought the B internationals were fantastic. Um, <coughs> no, I, 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 if I'd have just got one cap to, to play for your country, you can't get any higher whether you play one game or whether you play 120 games, you, you still reach that pinnacle. And again, as I said, there were, you know, I was proud to be mentioned in the same breath as Ray Clements and Peter Shilton and... You know, it's a it's a matter of opinion. I always thought I was the best in the world. They all they were the same. They thought they were the best in the world. And if you didn't think you were the best in the world, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be playing a game to start with. Um, but I, I had a fantastic career, and uh, you know, was a club captain at Manchester City and I played for my country. You know, and won trophy. So, and just finally, they always say you've got to be a bit mad to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Is that true? Yeah, you, that's why I'm here. No, it's uh, it, you do. You've got to be, you've got to be mad. Mad is, you know, they all say goalkeepers are mad, but it's the, it, on the pitch. It's the best position because you, you can be a villain, but you get so much pleasure keeping a clean sheet and making a save, and you know you work so so hard to to actually hope you do nothing on a Saturday, and that that really puts it in a nutshell. You've, you're mad as a, you know. You come off thinking, why well, have a trained like that to hopefully do nothing. But that's the game. I, I love the game. I love being a goalkeeper. I've always loved being a goalkeeper. And I envy the, the lads who are playing today. In the fact, oh, not you know, people say oh, you wish you were playing today. In a way, I do. But in, in another way, I don't because of the pressures that the, these pe- pe- kids are under. And they're all, they are young kids. They're, they're under enormous, enormous pressures. They get paid very, very well for it. But they've got a lot of sacrifices they have to give up. And you know, you know, it, at least we had a, a life and a family life and be able to out for a pint and enjoy ourselves today they're under the microscope every single minute of the day.